This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 436. Thank you so much for your support. Make sure that you check us out on MarkingOut.com and everywhere else which you know where to find us. On Twitter, Facebook, buy the t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. I am also alongside here with Chris and Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And Chris? <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. You can find us uh, respectively on Twitter at DaveRave underscore MO, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and myself on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. YouTube.com slash Market at 11. All fine, uh, fine follows if i may say myself i think that everybody would enjoy following all of those accounts especially mine yeah especially it it didn't get purged dave um it is possible i have not checked (laughs) it's not like it's not like his accounts of uh a spam account it's like an actual account just like not in use yeah i don't think they purged those accounts i saw somebody what was it? There was I, there was some like trending like worldwide topic thing about like a contest or something, and somebody goes, "I haven't used Twitter in five years, but here I am trying to enter this contest." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I don't remember what it was for, but it was for a contest. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, Brandon, did you crush Happy Hour? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what's new, boys? I did not. I did last Thursday see Rocket Man though in theaters. And oh, then I, I, I did, heard it was amazing. I did go to Cheesecake Factory, but uh, and what else did you and what you went you went Cheesecake Factory uh, another day last week, huh? <laughs> Twice in two days. What are you, my if... diary? <laughs> Dear diary. But today yeah. I crushed Happy Hour. No, I didn't Check. though. I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't realize Rocket Man was going to be a musical. Yeah. Who my manager told me that it was like fantasy. He was expecting like Bohemian Rhapsody, but it was like more yeah. of like a fantasy style movie. It was like there was a bunch of things in there that was that was like completely incorrect in regards to being a biopic. But like, uh, which I, I thought I thought it was weird, but I enjoyed. I thought the movie was good. I don't know if that would be in a movie that I would ever see. Well, I don't know if you like Elton John. Yeah, I, I saw Secret it. Life of Pets too this weekend. Now that is a movie I would see. How was it? It was great. I thought it was really good. Um, it was different from the first one, but same if you understand like, where I'm like, coming from with it. I, th- I never saw the first one, but I thought the movie, based off of the trailer that I first saw, I thought it was going to be all about that rabbit being a superhero. I would, I would assume that that's only a side storyline. Yeah. But like the tra- like, when I saw the first trailer, it was in the movie theater – and the only thing that they showed of it was the the rabbit, Kevin Hart's character, being a superhero for the whole group or whatever. And then I saw I went to the movies, I don't know what movie it was, but another one, and saw the trailer, and they had dogs and everything included this time. I was like, I thought the movie was about the little rabbit. 
<laughs> just two separate big storylines that like kind of converge at the end of it. Um, I'll, t- I'll talk about my movie-going experience in a minute, but Brandon, do tell what else ha- you happened to you oh, this week. As you said, I did go to the Cheesecake Factory again on Friday, also not for happy hour. But on uh, Saturday, I went to see Dark Phoenix. In I heard it was good. I very much so enjoyed it. There were like a few things that I didn't like yet or like from the movie yeah but like it's getting really bad reviews and i don't think like, they're real warranted. bad reviews but you're the sec you're like the i think the second or third person that i've saw that liked it actually there's like and there's this- stuff in it that i wasn't expecting i i mean if you like the x-men yeah, I mean, all these X-Men movies that have come out, I've liked all of them. Yeah, Apocalypse got re- really bad reviews, too, and I liked that as well. I, 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 I don't but, know what made that movie for me. When, the, when Apocalypse gets his four horsemen together, and then they just start playing the four horsemen by Metallica, I stood up in the movie theater, and Rachel looked at me and goes, Chris, sit down right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, there were some I, things in Apocalypse where it's like the fighting scene was like, I could see where like people could complain about it, but overall, I liked Apocalypse, and I thought Dark Phoenix was really good. Yeah, I don't know if like I, all right, like I love the X Men, but I feel like the franchise of X Men movie wise has not really been too solid recently. Like Apocalypse, it was good, That's but three it was years ago, by the way. And yeah, the days was, of was... futures past. Uh, that I that I didn't like at all. How I not? didn't uh, me. Me, no, me and Rachel saw the movies too, and for the first 20 minutes, we had no clue what was going on. And then yeah. something just happened, I forget, and I was just, we were just like, oh. I thought it was weird that this one didn't have an after credit scene. Oh, spoiler. But maybe it's because, like... I don't think any of those... No, actually. every single one. Yeah, it, it, Every I, I single think... one, I think, since uh, the original X3 might yeah. have. But oh, I wow. think it might not have had it because this is, like, quote-unquote, the end of a chapter. Okay. In the yeah. X Men, even though they have that new Mutants movie that was supposed to come out in November, November that got pushed to April mm-hmm. for next year, so I don't know, I don't know what that movie is gonna. Obviously, it's not gonna be like Storm, uh, Scott, whatever his name is. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be new Mutants. Yeah, Cyclops. I, I, I I'm probably I'm gonna see it at some point, but I don't know when. Uh, for Phoenix. But also, no Stan know. Lee cameo. I don't know if he's ever had he's a uh, cameo in yes, X-Men. What do you mean he's dead? They've been working on this movie for like two years. Stan Lee hasn't had a cameo in any Stan of the X-Men. Stan Lee always has a cameo in the X-Men movies. Does I remember one of them, he was... X-Men? Yeah, one of the... I think it was like one of the very first ones. He was outside uh, gardening or whatever, and the water like stopped and went up or something. I don't remember. Oh, yes, I remember that. I think that was an X-Men movie, but yeah, this was the only, this was the first one of all the Marvel movies, I believe, to not have a Stanley cameo, I think. So, and well, I, I guess, guess I guess Endgame, been... Endgame was probably it. That was the yeah, last one. Yeah, they, they were probably trying to separate also this movie from the friend, from whatever is going to well, happen. As in what? I don't know. Well, what do you mean? They're trying to separate it by not having Stan Lee in it? Maybe. That doesn't make sense. Maybe they'll have another Stan Lee cameo in the next me- movies. Who mutants? knows? I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was good. And uh, now I just have Toy Story to go see. 
Are you doing the eight-hour gimmick? No, hell no. Ooh. Hell no. I Dude, I went when they had... Uh, was it? It was before Toy Story 3 came out. Like, but I think it was even before it was like a trailer maybe. They had a thing where you could go to an AMC theater and watch Toy Story 1 and 2 in 3D. Mm-hmm. Back to back. So I went with my friend. We watched that, which I, I hate 3D movies. But we did it. And it was cool because in between each movie, they had games like... Toy Story games on the screen that were like interactive almost, but not interactive because. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that that's what I did, but there's no way I'm watching three movies before Toy Story and then going into. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I mean, I I could barely sit through um, Endgame. I don't think that I would be able to sit through uh, eight hours well, of a movie in a theater. I. Mm... I wouldn't I be. Think able to. I think I could probably do it, especially now these days they have like the recliners and everything. Yeah, but my I don't know. I that's just I feel like I would be too guilty of being lazy if I sat for eight yeah, but hours. It's not, it's not being theater. lazy. You're watching a movie, but you're also not walking. You're not exercising. You're not. You're just sitting there watching, just vegging out. You don't have to veg out. You're sitting there watching a movie. It's like it's like when you're sleeping. It's like, oh, I'm being lazy. No, you're sleeping. Uh, I don't know, Chris. What about you? You ever do one of those like long marathons? No, I've never. T- I have never ever even done that. It's like, could you imagine when they had the the Avengers thing come out when Endgame came out? Mm-hmm. They were like, come to our movie theater and watch yeah. all 22 hours in a <laughs> row. It's like who? Can you just keep going on in that voice? Who the hell is going to a movie theater to watch all the way from Iron Man one or whatever Incredible Hulk? I have no idea where it started to uh, Endgame. Who will go to about I would say maybe seventy two hours of wrestling in one weekend? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's a little different. There are there are people that will do that, and there are people that do that to each their own. What else did you do this week, Brandon? Uh, that's about it. I cooked. I, I made uh, sweet and sour soup again. Okay. I, I officially can do it without measuring. I can officially do it without uh, having to look at a recipe. Oh, look at him over here. Cup of hater. I put spinach in this time. It was decent. I put cilantro in also, which you don't taste the cilantro, so I think that was a waste of cilantro. Rachel hates cilantro because so she it. says it tastes like soap. Absolutely not. That's just incorrect. She doesn't know what soap tastes like then. <laughs> Why, you've tasted it? Of course I've had soap. I was a kid in the 90s. <laughs> our parents' parents beat them up. Our parents put soap in our mouths. <laughs> our parents allegedly beat us up. <laughs> no, I said our parents' parents. Allegedly. I think enough time has passed between parents' parents to now <laughs> but who right. knows i don't know yeah, i mean i've you? heard stories but... what about me um my week has been pretty great you know i feel like i'm working over seven uh, 60 hours a week right now but i love it i'm feeling very tired at times but also still kicking um like a uh, what else like oh, a buffalo i watched wing? huh i said like a buffalo wing you're kicking like a buffalo wing um, I watched the Tony Awards this okay. week, and I thought it was great. Um, Hades Town looked amazing, but you know, Beetlejuice looked 
like there was a little bit more that I, I was expecting a little bit more from okay. that. Um, we have Kevin Durant is injured, and that's really bad for the Knicks. And because no, but they the have Knicks. What does that yeah, mean? He's like heavily. Knicks are going to go after in free agency this year, but now yeah. they don't have to. But now that like there's so many other guys that are in free agency, like a lot of top tier players this year, right? But that the, what he's injured, so it's you know, how, how long is he gonna be out for? He might miss the uh, uh, the season, right? If he has Achilles tear, he's gonna have to get surgery. Oh, that's, yeah, that's like gonna Edge be... missed like when Edge tore his Achilles, he was out for like nine months, and then I remember he came back at the Royal Rumble and he had this huge beard and it marked out. Royal Rumble. Uh, no, Sur- Survivor Series. Yeah, because yeah, they, they played his return video at WrestleMania 20 <laughs> in 2004. Yeah. He, came, yeah, he came back at Survivor Series, um, and he had this huge, ginormous beard, and me and my buddy Johnny, who I was watching with, were freaking out, going like, the beard, yeah! <laughs> I, I think, like... And a new tattoo, by the way. With that Achilles tendon, it's like, did you see the video in slow motion or no? No, I, I really haven't. I saw the it's video like, of the, the Toronto fans cheering like idiots. No, you see like, yeah, that's stupid. But you see like the ripple of his his uh, calf, Ooh. like the the soleus and the gastroc just, ah, uh, at least the Raptors, the two players on the Raptors, like went to check on him and like told the fans to stop booing. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's that's that was classy. That was classy. I mean, it's unfortunate that people react in that sort of a manner, though. Um, Canada's hungry but, yeah. for uh, a victory. Um, yeah. Besides that, we got the Stanley Cup going on. I know uh, that's been pretty heated. And we got Subway Series taking place. Subway Series taking place. The Mets crushed the Yankees last night. That was amazing. And then the Yankees crushed the Mets during the daytime. Oh, wait. No, I was being so – I was being totally sarcastic about that one. Yeah, no, they split it. I thought I, mean, I thought they were going to get them too. No, the, the Yankees – the Mets didn't beat them bad the first game, did they? No, they beat them the second game real bad. There was two games yesterday. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't catch yeah, the Yankees. Two games? Yeah, because it was supposed to be a game Monday night. Oh yeah, the rain. And it got rained out. I yeah, I thought that they just lost thirteen to whatever. Yeah. All right, so the Mets got some uh, revenge. Yeah, they swept the they uh, crushed them in the night game. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right, so Chris, what about you? Um, I wasn't here last week. Uh, I had to take care of a little bit of work. Uh, it's been cool. Because work has kind of calmed down a little bit. You know, the past couple of months I've been like everywhere and anywhere. But, He's been everywhere, man. But yeah. uh, no, Saturday, um, Saturday morning. I, I, I we'll get to that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a crazy, I had a crazy weekend. Um, Saturday, I had this. I filmed a soccer tournament, um, out east, which was pretty cool. Um, I did some photography there as well, which is you know this job has really given me a opportunity to hone up on my still photography, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Um, and then Saturday, I said we went to Secret Life of Pets. And we got food in the movie theater where they have to bring it to your seat. Uh-huh. How, you, how was that experience? Do you enjoy just, something like that, though? I was just reading about that in Newsday. How did you like it? The first time I did it? Actually, no. Every time it's kind of they've Last time when I went to see Endgame, I got pretzel nuggets. And the guy came and he didn't bring me cheese. So I had to eat just no cheeseless why pretzel you, rods. Why did you ask for the cheese? Because the guy said, I'll bring it right back. And oh, then I finished yeah. all of them. Oh, well. Luckily, Eric was sitting next to me. He's like, I don't use my cheese. I'm like, all right, great. Awesome. Shout who out to Eric. Doesn't, who doesn't bring cheese with the pretzel, though? 
Um, but last time we did when we saw what was the last movie I saw we talked about it on the show. Life of uh, the Pets. Detective Pikachu. We oh, got like yeah. snacks and stuff like that. It took them a long time to get. This time it took us forty five minutes from when I ordered my food and then my food came to the table. Is it more expensive wow. to do that though? Um, I will be compl- so. This is everything. I'm gonna give you my entire order, and you're gonna tell me how much you think I spent. I got a burger. Rachel got a burger. Maddie got chicken fingers and fries. Jordan got a. What did he get? He got mac and cheese, and then he got a side of fries, and we got three drinks. How much do you think oh, it cost me? Hold on, hold on. Restart that. Two burgers. Kids meal, mac and cheese, fries, three drinks. I'm going 42. I'm going to go. Are we including tickets to the movies? No. What are you kidding me? He'll, he's going 42. I'm going to go 62. I'm assuming it's a dollar, right? <laughs> 86 <laughs> bucks. 86 bucks? <laughs> Chris. 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 Come on. Chris. I know. I didn't realize. What? Oh, and that's, popcorn, too. That's ridiculous. I know. It was insane in the membrane. It was nuts. I was just like, I was like, all right, whatever. And then she goes, eighty-six bucks. I was like, I wish this was a, was a uh, uh, not PG-rated show because I'd tell you my exact reaction. Yeah, that's insane, dude. That's and, almost and like it, Carlisle Hotel price. <laughs> <laughs> it took us forty-five minutes to get the food. They didn't bring it all out at the same time. Wowie zowie. Yowie yowie wowie, you mark. Hey, uh, that's, that's, just, that's absolutely unbelievable. I went to one of those dine-in theaters one time. I'm in, not doing it. I'm not Jersey. doing it ever again. I'm just gonna smuggle all of our own food in. But like, yeah. and I, so, I, but like, we got food there, and I, I just I don't see the appeal of it. Like, I don't. Then, why the hell am I gonna be eating it in, in the dark? And then, like, the tickets for the movie were like, I think it cost me like fifty something bucks. So that's like, man. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that seems to be right. But like the kids like going to the movies, so next time we're just gonna start smuggling snacks and. Dude, you should just go to the theater in Merrick. It's like ten bucks, seven bucks. No, but I like AMC. I like the seats. You know, do you you have? Are you like an AMC member, dude? No, no, uh, Belmore. Uh, Thursdays, I believe it's six dollar movies, six or seven dollars movies at uh, in Belmore, but they have the. Reclining seats and everything. Yeah, but we like the assigned seats. Wait, and all Chris, that. they have dollar ticket prices now for children for the summer at AMC's. And I think Regal is doing that as well. Sweet. Wow. All right, good. I'm going to need some stuff to do with my kids. Um, but anyway, so then Sunday night, we sell, me and my wife celebrated our seven-year anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary. In which Brandon marked out to enter Sandman. <laughs> Um, so we went out to a delicious dinner. Shout out to uh, Harley's American Grill in Farmingdale. That place is outstanding. Um, and that's been it. I'm just kind of doing yard work and doing some do-it-yourself things in my yard. Like what? Um, well, between the two concrete uh, slabs we have in the backyard, there's like a joint part that was kind of like breaking apart. So I refilled that today. I have to finish refilling it tomorrow. And just cleaning up the backyard because we're having the uh, barbecue at the end of the month. So. Ah, very cool. You gotta text me and uh, remind me though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brandon, you can come, but you don't drive. I'll pick him up. We'll be good. Okay, yeah, pick up Brandon. <laughs> when you, you go, think? when you go to Florida, are you going to Universal also? No, Rachel uh, actually 
two weeks after we go to Florida is going back down to Florida to go to Universal with her girlfriends. Dude. Oh, yeah. She told me that. She's like, she is really racking up those uh, miles. Have you seen seen the new ride that they just opened today? The Hogwarts Express? No, the Hagrid Coaster or whatever. Oh, no. It's like, like crazy. I saw the commercial. It It looks like you're in a forest. That's sick. All right, let's get on to wrestling talk, please. Can we? Yeah, let's talk about some Super Showdown. Taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia at King Abdullah International Stadium. Uh, I know, obviously, there's always those complaints about, like, oh, how dare they do wrestling in Saudi Arabia. But, like, when I was watching this event, everyone, like... It, it was completely different than the last time. Like, you know, like the last time they had like those big comfy seats or whatever. And like, they had people that didn't really look like they cared about wrestling sitting up mm-hmm. front on the TV side. Yeah, this time, that's true. This time they were all fans. Like they were all rocking like Goldberg shirts, Stone Cold, New Day, Roman Reigns, etc. Like and they were, seats. they were cheering Plants. along. Plants. I don't Plants. know about that. <laughs> well, I, I shouldn't Plants. say, I shouldn't say cheering along because there was a bunch of the time where they were like kind of silent, but I, I, I don't know what to say about that. But overall, with the exception of a few matches, I thought this was a really good event. All right, so can we get the bads out of the way now? Yeah, hit him. What was it? Just, just go into it, Brandon. I, well, I don't want to. Let's start it off hot. With, with the bads, at least, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley was just super boring for me. Yeah, it was eight minutes way too long. And honestly... I'll talk about it when we get to it. Never mind. <laughs> was, what, 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 what were you going to say? The, the clinic they put on on Monday? Oh. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to talk about that. That's awesome. Um, um, yeah, and then the only other match that I thought was awful was Goldberg and Undertaker, which Goldberg yeah. comes out right away. It's like, Goldberg, we're ready for you. And then you hear a loud smash, which he comes out with a red dot on his head which it's like up before the match like bro yeah, like, you didn't remember dude, did he not remember the last time he did that and knocked himself out or whatever and had blood coming down his face before he even had the match well, yeah he did it doesn't work well for him and he got busted open during this match because of that little i'm assuming he headbutted the door there's no like other explanation undertaker's entrance entrance i thought was fantastic that was one of the coolest parts of the event in my opinion but, but this, this match, match it, like this oh match, it, it, it always remind. There was never a moment where you forgot that how aged these two wrestlers were and how out of shape they were. Because I, no, I don't, I don't think match, it was. I don't think it was out of shape though. Goldberg was fluffy. I think Goldberg. I don't know what. Well, just not Goldberg's not out of shape, been doing, but I mean cardiovascular. No, and, but, yeah, and dude, it wasn't in like wrestling know. shape. I don't know what Goldberg's been doing since, like, retiring, since the last time we saw him. But, like, it was, I, I don't know. Maybe Goldberg's just always been, you see the stuff with Matt Riddle and him? Yeah. Matt Riddle was blocked on Twitter by Goldberg because he keeps calling out Goldberg. During the event, he kept posting videos making fun of Goldberg. Goldberg locked right. in a leg lock that was not so great. And Matt Riddle definitely called him out on that. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. But it's so it's so funny too because like back in the day, like if people if new up and coming wrestlers would be doing this, like they would be like blacklisted in WWE or like remember the whole thing with Leo Rush? Oh yeah, with, yeah. Um, it's like yeah. it's like a new era. Where it's just like all right, it's Matt Riddle, cool. 
Yeah, Triple H like praised him after that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Undertaker needs to be working younger talent that could actually work with him. Yeah, because I, I I mean, I that's the thing. I don't even want to see Undertaker work anymore. I I just want to see him just like after the match ended. Well, first with the closing of the match, I mean that tombstone. It well, there was a tombstone during the match where he landed Goldberg nearly on his head or on his head. Yeah, there and was definitely I, a point where Goldberg's neck was turned or whatever. But then it's the same thing when Goldberg picked up Taker for the uh, for the jackhammer. He almost broke, not broke, but he almost landed on his neck. Then, yeah, it just it just it just showed like that it just looked dangerous to have them in the ring. As soon as the match started and Undertaker got hit with a spear, I thought that was going to be it, and I was be like, no way. <laughs> but it's not it's that match is not what it should have been and it's a shame to have seen something like that and that's not how undertaker should be remembered that's not how goldberg should be remembered yeah i just wish that they would leave leave undertaker and goldberg alone just let let them know there's there are there are still matches that undertaker could have that would would be decent i don't know I really don't know. I don't know. Like, he was looking like he was... I, I said this before the show, but to me, he reminded me, like, of uh, Ozzy Osbourne. He looked like Ozzy walking around. <laughs> but yeah. I can see that. It's uh, just, but, yeah. And this was the main event. Yeah. I kind of, like... I, I didn't watch all of it, because I had to go somewhere. All of a sudden, I saw Goldberg come out, like, all fluffy. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think um, he was, like, out of shape, though. He wasn't, was out, of, like, he wasn't out of he shape. He had a, just... a gray beard. He wasn't out of shape, but he just looked like a little, like, he wasn't really caring about his abs at the moment. Yeah. Goldberg was always ripped and shredded. Like, this Goldberg wasn't really that shredded. But, I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> still get in the ring and they can still do it. So, yeah. let's start back to, the, let's go back to the pre-show. Yeah, they the kickoff just do show. it with other people. Yeah, sure. Let's go back to the kickoff show, though. You had the Usos defeating the Revival of, uh, in a solid tag team match. Good way to start the show off. Yeah, it's like is the is the Usos and Roman Reigns like actually like a legit stable now? No, because they have like that, on WWE's Instagram they had a picture of the three of them put said like the Bloodline or whatever it is. So well, I mean they're I think, part of. Do, do you remember um, what was it? Maybe like 2015 ish. They had the Usos celebrate. They like lifted up Roman Reigns for his title win or something. Yeah, so. yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to like detract from them being like family. They're not. Yeah, I think they're, they're just doing stadium. the family gig. All right, cool. But the Oop. event's uh, first official match of the evening on the card itself was for the Universal Championship, which uh, Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Baron Corbin with the help of John Cone. Very weird <laughs> seeing the referee help out for the victory in this. Yeah, Baron Corbin was arguing with John Cone. John Cone pushes. Uh, Corbin, Corbin basically right into Seth Rollins. Nicholas didn't appear, but Not even <laughs> basically he did push him into him. Yeah. Oh. But uh, I thought Corbin worked a great match here, dude. He's like you can't take away from like Baron, like the way that Baron Corbin works. He works very smart and he works to his like size advantage. So I don't know. I'm a fan of him. I I. I, I... I agree with you. I'm a total fan uh, of him. And the thing that I think is more annoying is that when he had the Money in the Bank briefcase, 
what, maybe two years ago, three years ago already? Yeah. When he had the briefcase. And he was showing this side of him about how much potential he has. And he was on such an amazing streak. He was coming in hot. He had the briefcase. And then he let loose on Twitter. And then he ended up dropping the briefcase on SmackDown or whatever. It was just such a disappointment because you kind of saw glimpses of what he can be. So it's nice to see that he is coming into his own right now. You and could say, like, he's, like, one of the top heels right now in WWE. 100%, yeah. yeah. If, imagine if that didn't happen and that he was able to actually cash in that briefcase. I don't – I yeah, I don't think we'd get the Baron Corbin that we have now. And 100% I, we wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we would either. He's one of those big guys that has stayed constant, had his up, had his down, and now he's back up again. Like, he's one of those guys, like – we talk about this new corporation. Uh-huh. You, throw, you throw Baron Corbett in there with uh, Drew McIntyre and the Revival. Two solid top, two solid top heels right there in a heel and, faction. And Elias, yeah. yeah, you don't need Elias. Well, he's already Elias. in there. And... Yeah, but this uh, Baron Corbin has been somebody who's uh, who's been boring to me in the past. He was okay in NXT at an awesome, cool finisher that we haven't really seen ever before. And then when he got brought up to the main roster, it was just like, oh, oh, come on. But once he became the general manager, the acting general manager of Monday Night Raw, I I was like on board. He shaved his head and everything. I thought it was great. And since then, he's been improving more and more to me. Yeah. And uh, after this match, he attacks Seth Rollins leading to what everybody was thinking was going to be a cash-in. Brock Lesnar, with a steel chair in hand, beat the heck out of uh, Seth Rollins? Yeah. I think. Oh, no, that didn't even happen. No, no, he, Seth Rollins switched. hit a low blow on Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he, he was going to, but Seth, yeah, Seth Rollins hit the low blow, took the chair right. to uh, Lesnar. Yeah, and then he got hit he, the curb stomp on top of the briefcase. Which, dude, I thought Paul Heyman messing up there, quote-unquote, I thought was great. A great setup when Brock gets in the ring, Paul goes to get into the ring to, like, cash in the briefcase and trips on the rope as he gets into the ring. So he can't even hand the referee the the briefcase because he trips and the briefcase goes flying into the middle of the ring. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I thought that was great. And that's what led to the the stomp on, on Lesnar. Oh. So I thought that was really cool. Up next for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, the Demon, Finn Balor, picks up a victory over Andrade Cien Almas. Another cool entrance here was Finn Balor's, given the fact that it was the Demon. And it was a really really good match. I agree. I really like this match. I thought this match was just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. And it's a match that I've... I mean, obviously I've been hoping for... Amos to win the championship, but yeah, I think a lot of us are, you know. Yeah, but yeah, he hit the the coup de gras and won the won the match. Yeah. Up next, oh. you had Shane O'Mac with Drew McIntyre in his corner, defeating Roman Reigns. How do you guys feel about that? I'm fine with this, you know, it go it fits with the storyline and everything like that, and it also kind of continues storyline. I know uh I picked Shane to to win this. Mhm. And uh I guess the only reason, real reason why Shane won was cuz Drew McIntyre got involved and hit the claymore. Nah. 
on Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I think. I didn't like all the pomp and the fireworks and the Wait, pyro that not? Shane McMahon got. I oh, don't know. Oh, I, think it's I mean, like he's the best in the world. What do you mean? He's the yeah. best in the yeah. world. He won the best <laughs> in the world cup over in, in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I don't know. And also, they could just use pyro just nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, they just they were just looking for reasons to use pyro. Yeah, well, yeah. I thought I didn't mind the fireworks and stuff. They yeah, had, they I had the, the they, I believe they had the Shane O'Mac bucks as well. The Shane O'Mac what? Bucks the the money falling. Oh yeah. Unless my memory is different. But yeah, Shane O'Mac picks up the victory there. Up next, a three on one handicap match where Lars Sullivan. Gets the victory over Lucha House Party because Lucha House Party got DQ'd. What's your take on Lucha House Party getting going for the DQ? I don't. How do you feel I don't about get that? It. I, I don't get it at all. You gotta have the. You gotta have the. Uh, you know. The the heel think they're gonna dominate. You have the right. The faces. Uh, Go over. But I, no, the, face, the face is like Lars Sullivan's supposed to oh, be a monster. And yeah. you have Kalisto, Grand Metallic, Lince Dorado, triple teaming him, not listening to the referee, and that's what got them DQ'd. Mm. And then Sullivan, after the match, attacks them. Like, why was. I don't, under, I don't get. I don't get the feud. Which, by the way, new episodes are back on ABC, Family Feud. <laughs> Celebrity oh, yeah. Family Feud, I mean. Nice. I don't know. Next, let's go on to the next I think match. It's ABC. This match is awesome. The next match was the King Randy of Kings Orton? versus the Viper. The yeah. Viper. Randy Orton. Randy Orton picks up a victory here. I know both of you did not believe Orton would win. Um, uh, yeah, I'm pretty surprised that Triple H put him over, but, you know. I thought it was a really good match. I thought before the match even started, I was like, oh, because you had Triple H coming out on that little motorcycle of his. Yeah. And his little motorcycle I, I vest with a patch that had NXT on it, and it's like, oh. <laughs> That's his it's baby. Like, save us, Triple H, NXT. <laughs> I like that. I, I, that was the one little thing. I was like, oh, I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. Yeah, and Triple H, you had him doing the... The backdrop to Randy Orton on the announce table that, that Randy break. Orton normally does. He did it like five times or whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, just really dominating on there. It's like for a match that didn't need to happen at all. I thought it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they put on a heck of a show. It just shows you why Randy Orton has such longevity as a performer, and just shows you how good he is. Yeah, and it, you had Triple H using the crossface. Obviously, he's worked that into his uh, move set since 2004, I guess, uh, or yeah. probably a little later on in his career. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, Orton hits the RKO and Triple out of H, nowhere a second RKO and win, wins the match. And uh, yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Up next, we already spoke about Braun Strowman defeating Bobby Lashley. After that, for the WWE Championship, you saw the champion Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods in his corner defeating Dolph Ziggler with the help of Xavier Woods. Behind the referee's back, Xavier hit a, uh, what would you say, a step-up kick and Ziguri thing? Trouble um, in Paradise? Ziggler? No, mm-hmm. well, 
Xavier. Shining Wizard? No, because he was on the the rope, the ring apron. Mm-hmm. He did one of those kicks. I don't know what you would call it, but a shine, a shine. A shine? Regardless, that's, that's one, one person. Wrestling <laughs> marking out. Yeah, he, that yeah. Ziggler then turns around into the trouble in paradise for the win. Which I thought was this was another good match as well. Mm-hmm. I concur. Um, yeah, overall, like this was a good event. Xavier Woods only went after Ziggler because Ziggler went after him first. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the largest battle royal in all of WWE history, the 51-man battle royal. It's supposed to be 50 men. Well, Wikipedia's telling me 51. No, no, so. no, I'm saying it was supposed to be yeah. 50 men, and then you had uh, an NXT uh, performance center NXT yeah. making it 51. This, yeah, this match would have been an absolutely... Way too difficult to call to be to, for us to actually know who was going to be winning this match. That's why I like picked you. You picked Matt, Matt Riddle. Riddle. Interesting pick. Could have happened. Dave mm-hmm. and I both picked Drew McIntyre. He ends up not being in the match. Yeah, which stinks. I thought about picking Elias. He ends up being the last person eliminated. But uh, Mansoor from the Performance Center. He was at. The World Cup event last year. He was one of those superstars featured with uh, Davari. Yeah, with the Davari brothers. Yeah, and he was at the tryout uh, that year or the year that year. Yeah, that year. Yeah, that's what led him to be on that that event. Yeah, and the fans went absolutely nuts when he won. Well, it's a guy from Saudi Arabia. Yep. I. This is smart booking here. That's what this is. Like that Which, place was going. When you find out Mojo Rawley's got family and everything, like he's got family living in Saudi Arabia, you think, oh my God, maybe Mojo's going to win this thing. Another Battle Royal win underneath his belt? But uh, no, he did not win. And it was like, there were, it was very difficult to see people in this match. There were 50 people in this match, 51 people, sorry. But and, amongst yeah. them, there are a few problems for me oh here it comes one being i'll start with the like from the bottom and work my way up with my problems okay one being the return of sinkara he hasn't been used in maybe a year plus and he returns in this manner nothing it's just like a throwaway thing i mean what did i mean it's, it's that, yeah, that's it's fine and dandy with that. I I don't think he should have returned like that. However, Buddy Murphy makes his main, main roster debut in this. I don't think that should have happened. Oh, you, that was his main roster debut, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if I would consider Which, that his no, main it was. roster debut. It, that's that's a main roster debut. Yes, a hundred percent. Which maybe it, if. We've seen on the main roster already. We've seen, um, but I mean, we've had Tony Nice. Tony Nice was in this. Is that so Tony Nice's main no. roster debut? No, because he's been on Raw before Two Hundred Five Live. I mean, when when Two Hundred Five Live had Raw stuff. Oh, oh. But even still, like a guy like Umberto Carrillo, I, I don't. It's not to me. That's not like a. 
a main roster debut, it's not like a big thing because he's on 205 Live. He's being used weekly. Somebody yeah. like but like Buddy Murphy is not being used at all. Also, same thing with the War Raiders. Where the hell have they been? And they just show up in this. But the most important, which, oh, before, what I was going to say, though, if um, Aleister Black, we've seen him on the main roster somewhat, but if he wasn't, like, banned from being in Saudi Arabia, maybe he would have been in this, and that would have been stupid Why because is... of the storyline. Because he has a tattoo or something that is deemed offensive, from what I remember reading. Who is really? this? Aleister Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has something that... All, I think there's a deep. tattoo of a woman, maybe. Oh, but interesting. But my biggest problem with this battle royal and and returns is authors of pain. They've been out for months, and they just their big return is getting eliminated in a fifty-one man battle royal in another country. Yeah, stupid. I don't think that's right. That's not, yeah, especially if you've been trying to build them up as a team. One of them is doing, like, those MMA videos. He looks like a monster, and you have him eliminated in a battle royal. Yeah, it did not make them look strong at all. And, I mean, when they left, they were really dominant and doing really good. And now it was just like you saw them in that kind of a role, and you're I like... Wouldn't, I wouldn't say really dominant, but... Well, I mean, they were they were dominating the, the pack. I thought they were on their way to... I mean, they were tag team champs, No. I can't comment on that. It's been too long. No, they had. They were tag team champions. Yeah. They were tag team champions. But overall, I thought it was a a good event. Yeah. I think they'll be back for another one in November. Yes, they will. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that it, it delivered. But, I mean, I just hope that they don't bring Undertaker back for another vintage match. Um, What I heard... Well, first of all, there was rumors of there being a women's match on this one. Yeah. But apparently it was cut to last minute. That would have been awesome. And also, what I read on... There's, like, this Twitter account. I don't know if you know about it, Brandon, called, like, WrestleVotes. Yeah, but they were incorrect. They already got stuff wrong in my eyes, so I don't care about them. Yeah, apparently they said people were saying they'd be happy if they never went back to Saudi Arabia ever again. They they also said something that Lester's going to cash in in the first match, and guess what? Didn't, didn't he happen. almost did. Yeah, but that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would trust them. Also, there was a video of Goldberg after the, the match collapsing that got, like, made the round. Like, oh, my God, Goldberg collapsed after the match. But to me, it's like it's a five-second video of Goldberg outside of the ring walking back up the ramp. Looks like it's just, like, selling. I don't know if he actually collapses. Yeah, true. Yeah. It could just be selling injuries, but Goldberg I mean, also all... himself said he's not happy with the match. He knocked himself out or whatever. Nah. But there's not much you can do. No, it's going to be interesting to see the what comes out of this and what they do next time. I think it would have been nice to see, well, in the sense, it wouldn't make sense where um, to have Mansoor like, do something main <laughs> roster-wise, but... Yeah, but it's like they're not attaching all these things to storylines. That's why you have, like, the same Well, no, that's, match, not, that's not necessarily The same, like, five true, matches though. for... Uh... That's true. <laughs> for stomping grounds. Kick yeah. ass and take names. That's Good. for sure. 
and let's kick ass and take names on to Monday Night Raw, Brandon. Monday Night Nitro. Which starts off with the champ. Not the champ, champ. The, the champ. champ is here. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out. Also not that it, champ. <laughs> it, it, holding a steel chair in hands. Comes out and talks about uh, him beating up Brock Lesnar. And then uh, we spoke about how much we like him also. Baron Corbin hits the ring. Starts talking. Uh, talking how he's going to be the new Universal Champion at Stomping Ground. Dude, he got such incredible heat. I texted David. I was like, dude, are you watching this? This yeah, I, I have not heard. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't exactly like this, but it it reminded me a lot of last year when Kevin Owens and Elias sat down and did that promo together, where they where Elias was playing guitar and it was just like six straight minutes of booing. That's what Corbin comes out immediately starts to speak, getting boos, and he's like, "Are we done?" and even more and just egging them on. It was, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was, yeah I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I thought that Baron Corbin, it played up the crowd perfectly. And I love that the crowd, it wasn't, I love that they were so into it. Yeah. But Baron Corbin spoke about John Cone screwing him over in Saudi Arabia. And that's why there's going to be a guest referee come stomping grounds, which I thought should have been Paul Heyman. Just to, huh. like, tease the whole money in the bank thing. That would have been interesting. Uh, not that I know if Paul Heyman could be a referee or not, but Sami Zayn ends up coming out, followed by Kevin Owens, which sets up the main event of Monday Night Raw being a singles match. And uh, I guess later on in the night, Shane McMahon... Well, Sami Zayn spoke to Baron Corbin. Corbin told him, told him to speak to Shane and he spoke to Shane. He's like, oh, well, let's do it as like a tryout of sorts to become a special guest referee. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what happened. But up next, the first match of the evening, we saw Lars Sullivan defeating the Lucha House Party in a an elimination match. Kalisto was the first to go in like 28 seconds. And then he continued to attack them after the match. I don't understand oh. why this took place i loved this match so i mean i i was a big fan of it but it was also like one of those things like lars sullivan was snapping he like they they got dq'd at super showdown and it pissed him off so much that he will not even go with a pin he would rather just bring the pain and keep on going to town he kept lifting uh grand metallic up I mean, there, yeah, there was that moment where I like I nearly jumped, uh, which wouldn't have been good because I was on the treadmill at the gym at the time. But it looked like when he slammed, when he Lisa. went to go toss, let's say, Dorado mm-hmm. into the turnbuckle on the outside of the ring. I thought you were going to say Kalisto on the steel steps. No, that looked tough, but he looked like he was going for that snake guys kind of a deal into the turnbuckle on the outside. And it looks like he, from that one angle, it looked like he missed it and he just head first into the ground. And I was just like, that looked like it was a stinger. That hurts. But I, I like this. Yeah. I just, I, I don't Cause like what, I, what's this, next? This has to be the, this has to be the end of Lucha house party and Lars Sullivan. Somebody has to step in. And unfortunately it's probably going to be the big show. No, it's you. You keep saying that. <laughs> Imagine 
There's only what, what? one person who needs to step in here, and that's like SummerSlam time. It's got to be Kane. No, it's, be su- Kane. it's SummerSlam time, and it's got to be Cena. But I don't know who you put next in, in Lars Sullivan's path. Wasn't that the big rumor that it was going to be Cena versus Lars? Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Lars has a lot of potential. So I somebody's going to step up to the plate, but I still see Lars being able to go through him. And they're going to play it up as like, 24-7 title next. Yeah, right. They're going to play it up as if Lars, like this is the first time that somebody's ever stood up to Lars in this in that sort of a manner when we haven't really seen that much of him versus competition. Like legit competition. Well, I mean, so. Lucha House Party stood up to him. Yeah, but I mean, like, of his size. They just got gone. Like a Mark John, John Cena is not... Oh, you're still pushing Big Show, or what? Yeah, kind of. Kind Up of next, too. though, speaking of the 24-7 championship, R-Truth was, uh, ran into an elevator, chased into an elevator, with a few other people. Carmelo was in there, EC3, uh, Spud, Drake Maverick, uh, I forget who else, but... The elevator ends up breaking down for the whole episode of Monday Night Raw, basically, which I thought was hilarious. I thought every single segment with this elevator was funny. They ended up uh, all becoming friends in the elevator, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And, I, and towards, uh-huh. towards the end of Monday Night Raw, the doors, uh, the elevator finally starts working again. The doors open. Everyone goes for a pin, which the stupid schoolboy pin was probably used again. <laughs> I I was le- like I was on the treadmill watching this and I kept on I was such a mark I kept on cracking this a stupid smile on my face every time that they cut to that elevator especially when Drake Maverick called uh, yeah. I mean um, Archer called, called him the, yeah called him uh, him Hornswoggle and where they were all in the elevator just talking and EC3 is doing his little thing. I thought it was hilarious. I could not stop laughing. Which I thought also the interaction between EC3 and Drake Maverick. EC3 is like, I got to get out of here. Or was it Spud that said he's getting married? I forgot. One of those two were like, it was I'm, Spud. So, so he goes, I'm getting it married. Spud, I got to yeah. get out of here. And EC3 goes, I wasn't invited. He goes, what do you mean you weren't invited? You're the best man. <laughs> <laughs> like the interaction, really the interaction with everyone. And then they were talking about who's from what town and how... They're both from the same town. Uh, I, it was just I. Wait, I, who? I think it was Cedric in, and our truth. Oh, I yeah, think they so were talking about that, when, like what they had in common. When the elevators opened, they all brawled, and uh, Carmella dragged our truth into the elevator, and they got away. It was hilarious. I love this. Up next, you had Ms. TV with Samoa Joe, the newly appointed. U.S. champion? No, champion? no, the rightful U.S. Well, I mean, champion. He's appointed or whatever. It's not like he didn't. Samoa right. Joe in this said that he won the title back from Rey Mysterio, to which Miz then showed the clip of how Joe actually got the championship back. And Miz was just sitting there sticking up for Rey Mysterio. Things got a little heated. Braun Strowman came out, followed by Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, and finally Cesaro. They were all cutting promos about how they should be the next U.S. champion. Well, Cesaro, I, Cesaro didn't even cut a promo. I thought he this was, was about the greatest cut, part. I, I loved it. He was about to cut a promo, but real quick just popped Ricochet right in the face. Yeah, which led to everybody brawling, which sets up a six-man tag, player. 
which uh, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and Miz pick up the victory over Bobby Lashley, Cesaro, and Samoa Joe. What do you think? We get like a six-man match for the uh, United States title? Probably a scramble, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, or a ladder match. I I gotta, I have to say, this match, I would even put it for a match of the year in my opinion. I loved it. I don't think so. I I mean maybe I I took it too far with that, but I really did love this match. I thought that there was so many like it was textbook great wrestling See, match. What's you annoying? Had, I did not, you, you, I had, did, you had the you had the hot tags. You had the crowd going crazy for Braun. You had that moment where Braun got on the where everybody was down, and then Braun got on the ramp. They were doing lucha. But like, wait, that's what's this is what's annoying is that I'm perfectly fine with Braun Strowman working with the, another bigger guy and doing like the kip up stuff. But they basically did that over in Saudi Arabia. But, but I mean, we've seen we've seen him do this before. It's right, nothing new. Right. That's 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 fine. That it's something new. But they literally just did those similar spots on Friday, and then now they're doing it again. And I don't think that should be like overused. I agree with you. It should be. I I agree with you. But I think that it was greatly placed. I don't. Think I don't think it's a match of the year candidate by far. Oh by, no, that's my match okay. of the year. I don't maybe, think it's close it's, at all. Maybe it's not a match of the year, but I think that if this was a textbook great match, Samoa Joe ends up leaving. Um, Ricochet ran at Miz, and Miz like flipped him over the top turnbuckle, and he that ran. Looked- he like grazed Bobby Lashley. Like it was, it was a a good setup, but it it wasn't like the that finish wasn't good. That looked really dangerous to me when they did that. Where he yeah, well, he, him. he got like a he looks patted him on the shoulder or whatever, basically. Not even. I mean, but there was so much to take away from this match that was amazing. Uh, I and mean, then, what? No, no, yeah. I was gonna say Ricochet landed right on Cesaro's knee during this to end the match with the six thirty. To which Cesaro was helped to the back. Everyone uh, freaking out on Twitter thought uh, Cesaro might have broken something or. Something torn a ligament, but it turns out that he's perfectly fine, I guess. Because he's yeah. cyborg. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, when I saw it, I didn't think that it was that bad. But, I mean, I, I that could be the worst thing to take away from it. Well, I mean, the, the other Ricochet spot was bad, too. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, what else did you not like about it, though? I, I don't It just, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know where you, like where you're coming from saying like holy crap this is like the best match i've ever seen sort of I, thing i i really did like it but uh as far as this the match at stomping grounds the potential match at least i would much rather see a ladder match than just a regular six man scramble but i think that would be more uh realistic fun. yeah it'd be a lot more fun yeah a ladder match would definitely be more fun which I, yeah. I don't know if the last time I feel like we saw a multi-person ladder match outside of Money in the Bank would have been I was gonna, for... I was going to say they call it Money in the Bank now. <laughs> no, outside of that would have been for the North American Championship, I think. When that, You're right. When they first... You're right on that. No, I don't know if I'm right. I don't want to like, you may, set that You may stone. be. That's a good guess right there. Um, um, I, like yeah. that. I like that. I like that, though, because you have like all the big guys who can post... You know, Ricochet doing all the high spots. You could have Miz maybe pull a high spot. Yeah, now that Miz works Lucha. Yeah, that's it. Uh, next, you had Michael Cole. Uh, well, actually, early in the night, you had Michael Cole interviewing 
Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. They were on a split screen. He basically introduced the segment and then didn't even speak until afterwards, which he like thanked them for their for their time. But everything that they were saying in this was just like, like the lines were just hokey. I love this. I did not like this at all. Like you, it was I... like it was awkward silence and everything. Becky Lynch delivers a line, and then you have like it's literally like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and then it's like silence. And then you have Lacey Evans like, oh, like shaking in my boots or whatever she says. Like, oh, congratulations. I just, I did not like that at all. I was a huge fan of this. I thought Lacey Evans was awesome. I thought Becky She is awesome. Yeah, I thought Becky Lynch uh, talking in this was awesome. This was so much fun to watch them going back and forth trashing each other. I definitely did not, I didn't, I did not see the lag that you're speaking of. You're just watching wrestling wrong, then. I don't, maybe I'm watching it right. Maybe no, this wrestling. Is no, 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 no. You know, Brandon, you know, no. Brandon, Brandon. I, I'm going to argue with you right now. Never tell anybody that they're watching wrestling wrong. He's watching. Wrestling, he's sitting there watching it on a treadmill. Wrestling is subjective. No, you can't watch wrestling on a treadmill. You sit down and watch it. All these new I'm, generation folks on their exercise bikes and exercise treadmills. And new generation, steps. Brandon, you're younger than Dave. Exactly. And Dave's a new generation person doing his EC, ESC or whatever, his empty stomach cardio, working <laughs> out to the WWE Network. Yeah. It just You should sit down on the couch, enjoy it. And then you'll see the silence. Know, it's like, a, hey, you, must, you must watch Game of Thrones on the treadmill and see that's how it's exciting to you. No, but that's the thing. Maybe this is how I should be watching it because for so long I, it's been I've been not really uh, into it. But watching this Monday Night Raw, I was really I loved it. I loved that match. I loved this promo. Maybe this is how I sh- I shouldn't be over analyzing or looking at the details. The only thing that I hate from the details is that Becky Lynch inhales every time before she speaks. I hate it, but that's okay. I accept it. So they had a match. It was Alexa Bliss and Lacey Evans challenging the champions, that being Bailey and Becky Lynch. Uh, they won uh, because their their opponents are going to be each other at uh, stomping grounds. But I I, I don't have a I, okay. So Lacey Evans, she does the woman's right. Which is supposed to be like a knockout punch, correct? Yeah. It doesn't knock people out. Yeah, I know. And it doesn't make sense. Like when she did that the other week to Charlotte, it had zero effect on her. She was ready to go in the match. She does it in this match. She hits she hits Becky with it and then hits Bailey with it outside the ring. Alexa Bliss goes to the top rope to hit the twisted bliss. And Bailey is literally within the span of like a minute, maybe even less time. Bailey's she gets her knees up, pops up, and and goes to hit um, Alexa Bliss with a move, and then she gets hit with another woman's right. But it's like I don't like I don't know why people are like getting up right away from that from that move. Yeah, I'm not too sure unless they're going to start to move away from that into another finisher for her and just have that as a signature. But even as a signature, if you're going to use that as the signature, there should be a little bit more of a self from it. Like when Big Show hits that knockout punch, you're knocked out. You don't like, you're not ready to get your knees up and then pop up to hit another move. 
Yeah. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that. I know. But up next, you had Paul Heyman cutting a promo about Seth Rollins, which he just says that he's not going to let them know when Brock Lesnar's going to finally cash in. When Brock Lesnar cashes in, it's going to cash in. But we're not going to know. And I think that's what it should be. Now he gets to stay off of TV for months or whatever. I don't know when the next time we see him is, but... After that, we saw the Iconics defeat a two uh, local enhancement talents, which to me is just like, how bad is this tag team division? Uh, so bad that they're bringing in jobbers. That's the only, the only opponents you could find for the Iconics are enhancement talent? Uh, enhancement. The uh, Iconics did do a great job in this match, though. I love the way that they, they are such heels, and I, I love it. The, their mannerisms and their playing off each other and playing off their opponents and the crowd is, is top-notch. It just sucks that, like, like, there's nothing going on, which maybe it's, like, in some sense, like, maybe that's what's supposed to be happening, where it's like, oh, we did defend our titles, but, like, you're only defending it against, like, people who you know you could beat. Yeah, but outside of that, there aren't any tag teams. You have Kyrie well, Sane and Oscar who aren't like they're nowhere to be found on SmackDown. But in, in heel fashion, they're introducing all of these people, saying, "Oh, oh this they're is the greatest team of whatever territory." Exactly, which is such, which is total heel fashion, where they're trying to be like, "Oh yeah, these are we are so great that these are." The top top of the line people that we are going to dominate right now yeah, that happened, happened on SmackDown too. You're exactly exactly, right. but like so it, of course it's going to irritate so many people, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. Up uh, next, you had the best in the world celebration thing, appreciation mm-hmm. segment for Shane, yeah. which McIntyre cut a promo about uh, or not about on Roman Reigns, an awesome promo too. Uh, Shane McMahon drank champagne, I guess, from the Best in the World Cup, which I thought was funny. He brought out the revival to celebrate. Somebody was like, I forget something like that. That cup is probably so gross, <laughs> dude. I, I don't think it's as gross as like the Stanley Cup. Well, because how many people have drinking drunk have? Drunk? Drank? Drank. Drank. <laughs> How many people have drank from that? Like, it, a lot what, of people. Stanley Cup? or yeah, No, the Stanley Cup. How many people do you think drank from the World Cup? Probably a ton. You think a ton of people, a ton of people drank from the Best in the World actually, Cup? Is what I mean? Prob- actually, realistically, I don't, think, I don't think any. I don't think it's like the Stanley Cup where they were bringing it bar to bar and chugging out of it and... Everything like that. I mean, the Stanley Cup, they have they have baptisms in it and chug out of it and just the craziest people sleep with it. Do you I, remember the bender that Alexander Ovechkin went on last uh, offseason at the Stanley Cup? Epic. Yeah, we spoke about Set it on the, the podcast. Set the bar. So Revival weren't allowed to drink because they had a matchup next. Yeah, he was just, they started drinking. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not just yet. It was Revival taking on Hawkins and Ryder, the tag team champions, and the Usos for the tag team championships. Uh, Revival picking up the victory here. 
But Boo. it's like, it's just, I, I like the Revival. I like them as champions. It's just a shame that WWE didn't do anything with Hawkins and Ryder. I think it, it was just for the pop factor of hometown that, wrestling. I mean, it's, it's as much as it stinks. But, like, I feel like they've now, they can be, like, especially with the promo that they cut before the match. Like, the, the really heavy baby face, you know, matching jean jacket type thing. That I liked a lot. I thought this could be a good like rebuild up for them. Yeah, but Keep them not, in the tag team division. They're not wearing matching gear outside of those vests. I know, but still, and they have their they have their major uh, wrestling figure podcast pins on them too, which is great. So, um, and, and then Chris, do you watch the, their YouTube show at all? I watch everything, man. It's great. Their YouTube show I really like with Heath Slater oh. this week. It came back. Oh yeah, fig- I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I really like that show. Oh, they have, they have uh, a bunch of stuff on their uh, YouTube uh, blog page for the podcast, also. Yeah, huh? But uh, it sucks to say this, but it was not a good run. No, I agree. But that's because WWE clearly doesn't care about the tag team division. We just spoke about that with the Iconics. Yeah, but, not, but hopefully maybe that... just go on. You have uh, three legitimate teams in the running for this tag. Hawkins and Ryder deserve a rematch, and the Usos won that match. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, what can you do, right? But now that the Revival have the titles, they, I think, 100% need a corporation. They should all be on the, the shows together. I think it's just absolutely necessary at this point. I, I agree. You said no Elias, but, dude... Shane McMahon leading the the corporation with the revival, leading I, I it with would... Drew McIntyre. He's like a, a world champion contender on SmackDown or whatever you have. Or is he on SmackDown or Raw? Who? Drew McIntyre. Raw. Raw. Hmm. Yeah, and then you have Corbin and Elias or whatever. Which honestly, you could have. They like I said, they don't. They could be on both shows. Yeah, it's it's the they, they don't need, they, do, they, don't, they do what they want. Yeah, they don't need a wild card rule. No. So hopefully something's gonna happen with the tag team division. Here's to the revival. FTR, cheers guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and here's to Hawkins and Ryder, hopefully not falling all the way to where they were. It just stinks that they really did nothing with with Hawkins and Ryder. It's really it sucks. Yeah, it was a, it was a dang shame. Hey, they got a shirt out of it though. <laughs> they did get a t-shirt out of it. Forty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, today is uh, buy one, buy two for thirty bucks. I went to go really? make an order and they were sold out of my size for one of the shirts, so I'm not making oh. an order. Well, Raise let me size? know when you make an order because I I want to buy a few things. Well, up yeah. next you had the Firefly Funhouse segment. This is really, this is, I think, the most disturbing one. Bray Wyatt ended up smashing Ramblin' Rabbit and then ate Jam. I forget what it was actually called, but it was like Ramblin' Rabbit's like morning start or whatever. Yeah, something to that nature. I forget um, what it was. But My the apologies. Door, the door, I think, said something. Abandon all hope, hope for those who enter here. Yeah, I think abandon all hope. But I think, yeah. but more importantly, like abandon all hope. Abandon all hope, ye who exit here. So, what's beyond this door of the Firefly Funhouse? 
that's like like oh my god like there's well i don't know if there is anything beyond yes there is there has to be there's some dark there has to be something so dark outside of that no 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 that's the thing i don't think that there i don't think that it's outside of the funhouse i think it is the funhouse it is inside of the funhouse already we just haven't seen that yet it's the upside down exactly what do you mean it's stranger though it's coming back the door yeah. leads to it. Well, don't don't give any spoilers. I still haven't seen no. season two. Did you see that Stranger Things now has ice cream at Baskin Robbins? I did not. Uh, dude, they have their whole own line of stuff at Baskin Robbins. It's spectacular. Huh. Looks it's like great. They have to do... What's that? Looks like I'm going to stop off. I stopped off and I got an upside down praline uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Had to do the tour day ice cream and go to both Baskin Robbins and Carvel because I wanted Baskin Robbins and my kids wanted Carvel. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so why did you have to go to both Baskin Robbins? I went to Baskin Robbins. Oh, and Car- oh, hell no! You went to both Baskin Robbins and Carvel. I thought you went and like I thought you maybe went to like two different funny. Baskin Robbins. And then they have eleven. Brandon, Brandon, I thought I Brandon, I thought the same thing as you, <laughs> <laughs> which is because you mentioned the tour, and I'm like, oh, he went to three places, right? <laughs> but I wasn't going to question it. Where's there a cold stone around here? Uh, there are none anymore. There oh, is... there's a place in Merrick uh, that does rolled ice cream now. What the hell? What it's the heck? called that. That's, that's uh, what is it? That's high roll. The, no, the that's stuff from chicken. Asia where they they have um, like the the anti freezer thing. That's that's it. The anti griddle, and they they like lay out the the ice cream out. You chop it all up. Yeah, like cold stone, but they they take the thing and roll it up into little rolls and put it in. Yeah, I think it, I think it's like let's roll or something right off Merrick Avenue in Merrick Road. So okay. all these like ice cream things from Asia are coming over to the United States. People are paying like incredible, exp- way expensive prices for stuff. In the city, they have like those bubble waffles that people use as like, an ice cream cone. It's insane. Yeah, I've seen that. It's like I, sometimes I watch on YouTube just like the street vendors in Korea making the the food, and it's like they have everything down pat to an exact science. There, it's insane. Yeah, they're really they're yeah. really good. Yeah. But speaking of really good, uh, next, the main event of the evening saw Kevin Owens defeating... Oh, wait, wait, wait. When do, wait I'm sorry. When do you think we're going to see Bray Wyatt break out of... Like, it was kind of crazy how he was one of his puppets, a rat, rascally rabbit or whatever. Rambling saying, like, rabbit? Yeah, he was like, hey, I'm going to tell everybody you're, what you're hiding and stuff. And he's like, well, why would you say something like that? It's just so twisted. Like, yeah. Well, today Bray Wyatt tweeted out saying, "I want to make you smile. I'm glad I have, but please don't be silly enough to forget what I can do when I want to. When will you all learn to never doubt me? What huh. we do from now on will change everything. Promise. I've had too much time to think. No mistakes. Hashtag. That's. I love it. All right, sorry, I had to. All right, on to the yeah. Kevin yeah, Owens barking out. Kevin Owens defeating Seth Rollins. Yeah, the the the, the Firefly Mark House tying in with the picture of the week. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> picture of the week. Uh, he defeated Seth Rollins via disqualification. Sami Zayn was the guest referee on the outside of the ring, which I liked before the match started. Sami Zayn did the whole like checking of the superstars. That I, feel I like did. We, I like that a lot too. I feel like we don't really see that at all these days. But uh, so Rollins accidentally hit Sami Zayn when he hit like a suicide dive onto Kevin Owens, to which 
just before he went to get a three count, Sami Zayn pulled the referee out, argued with the referee that it should be a DQ. Then Seth Rollins gets super pissed off, puts his hands on Seth, uh, Sami Zayn, pulls him close towards him, and Sami Zayn calls for the DQ. So that's what that happened. And uh, after that, Sami Zayn got attacked by Seth Rollins. Corbin made the save. And then Rollins eventually got back into it and grabbed the chair and attacked Sami Zayn with it. Yeah, I, I Sami Zayn was great in this. And I love the fact that he was pleading for that DQ. Like he was, I mean, and it should have been a DQ. It's a right no, 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 DQ. No, 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 no. That hey, he, oh, he the, dove no. to the outside of the ring and he hit the referee. No, well, he just shouldn't have been standing there. That was not the first spot. Was not DQ worthy. That was a mistake. When the referees feel it, this yeah, yeah well, <laughs> this isn't tripping. Yeah, uh, but like the whole thing is based on. The whole feud right now is based on refereeing, so. Yeah. Uh, but SmackDown kicks off with Miz being forced to host Miz TV with what I'm going to just call them, the corporation, uh, where he was given a script to follow and flubbed Shane McMahon's name on purpose, which I thought was weird because, like, it's like, oh, like the writers in the back are like, oh, what could we, like, have him say instead of best in the world? Yeah. Oh, I know. We could add an R. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, things got heated, and Miz challenged Shane McMahon to a match, which Shane agreed and then set up a gauntlet of sorts. They didn't call it a gauntlet match, but it was a gauntlet match. Which Miz picks up the first victory, defeating Elias. And uh, which, I have to say, Elias has so many of those setup moves, or so many moves from the setup of the old school. What? Oh, from the top? Yeah, where yeah. he walks the rope like Undertaker does. I think that's like yeah. I've seen at least like three different different moves from from Elias. I don't know why I said different twice there, but that's how different they are. <laughs> but which, by the way, I'm just remembering this now at uh, the Saudi Arabia show at Super Showdown. Uh, I think it was Finn Balor hit a top rope DDT on. Andrade, and I don't oh, think yeah. I remember ever seeing anybody do a top rope DDT, like an it, avalanche DDT like that. It, it looked like he was going for the, uh, what is it, Sunday Bloody Sunday from the top rope. His old finisher, it looked like. I thought it was really cool. But uh, back to this, Elias hits the old school, whatever. Um, but Elias then ends up missing an elbow drop from the top rope. Miz hits the, the, the skull-crushing finale, wins the match. Drew McIntyre steps in, defeats Miz because Shane gets on the ring apron. Miz went to attack him, and when he turned around, boom, gets hit with the headbutt. And then McIntyre waits for him to get up, hits the Claymore. Then Shane gets into the ring, and he goes, you know what? I think we should have a match. Let's set that up right now. So Shane, Miz, it started out Shane beating up Miz, but Miz got a little quick, a few, like, comebacks there. He has, yeah, he had his burst in there where you're like, all right, is Miz actually going to win right now? But, or can, is he going to, like, just beat on Shane? Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, it ends with Shane McMahon locking in that triangle choke. Miz, uh, I didn't really see Miz tap out. Until after the fact. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so Miz got locked in the triangle choke, tapped out or whatever. 
And that was that. Up next, you had Daniel Bryan and Rowan coming out to cut a promo. And they announced that they'll be putting the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line in a unification match against the YOLO County Tag Team Champions, to which Heavy Machinery came out. They wanted to become SmackDown Tag Team Champions, to which Daniel Bryan was like, you know what? You haven't earned anything. You want to earn something? Face YOLO County. (laughs) So that sets up Heavy Machinery defeating... Uh, AJ Kirsch and Dave Dutra. Yeah, for those who don't remember, AJ Kirsch from uh, Tough Enough. And he was also, he did the that, that promo show with The Rock. Which might have yeah. just been an online thing. But he also voices the main character of the story mode in WW2K19. He does the mocap for them as well. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so Heavy Machinery won. And it was a quick match. Afterwards, on WWE.com, they have the photographs that they're being picked, taking pictures of, the, the, the champion photographs, because Heavy Machinery are now Yolo County Tag Team Champions. I thought that hey, was hey, I, I, that I was think really that's funny. only right. The titles are made of cardboard, but I, I, think, it's, hey. I think it's a good feud starter. Champ- championship's a championship, dude. Yeah, uh, which, speaking of championships, our truth Backstage accidentally gets locked in a shipping crate or a, a production crate. And Carmella, she had to leave for her match, promised to come back. Jinder Mahal sees this, pretended to be Carmella, runs off to get a, uh, a crowbar. Which was, first off, hilarious to set up where Jinder was trying to throw his voice as Car- Carmella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they. When he got back, the crate was gone. Carmella got back. The crate was gone. They ended up shipping him to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Unless they didn't ship him to OVW. <laughs> yeah, in a cardboard box. Yeah, right. I was going to actually tweet saying something like, R-Truth getting the Spirit Squad treatment. Could you, you should ma- have. Could you imagine, though, getting shipped back down to OVW as Nikki? Coming back, I believe, as a caddy for... Yes. For Chavo Guerrero. And then he was yeah. the Dolph Ziggler. Now, wasn't yeah. he a caddy first and then Spirit Squad? Yeah, it was caddy first. Was it? Yeah, he was with Chavo first. Oh. And then it was Spirit Squad. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, but up next, the, the actual match, Sonya Deville picks up the victory over Carmella. I um, thought that this, Sonya was impressive in this. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. Like, I think we saw her do the Shao Ten once. As a finisher or whatever, and I like she's been she uses the high knee now, but I want to see her use that move again. Tweeter, like, yeah, I'm gonna tweet her and say that she but. may listen. Before yeah, you never know. Before the match, Mandy and Sonya were walking backstage and ran into Ember Moon and did the whole thing again with the Muscle and Fitness magazine. And so I I don't know when we're gonna see that match happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, Carmella hit a suicide dive onto both DeVille and Manny Rose. And then when she tossed Sonya DeVille back into the ring, she went to get back in and, and Mandy pulled her off the, the ring apron, gets hit with a super kick, and then she goes back into the ring, knee. One, two, three. So I don't know what they're doing with them. 
I don't know if we're going to see more of this. I don't know if we're going to see Amber I Moon step in as a tag team partner for Car- for Carmella. Carmella, maybe. I think that seems like it could be something. It's. I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I guess that's likely going to happen, but. I think we're just going to see that Jekyll and Hyde of uh, Ember Moon happen. She's going to have another person. I don't think that's going to happen at all. That'd be hey, pretty cool that, if it did. That book is going to come into play. No, because I think they did something else on social media where she was reading comic books. Granted, I don't remember what the comic book was, and it could have been something related to Jekyll and Hyde. But for all I know, she could have been reading The Hungry Caterpillar. 50th anniversary. Yep, that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue on. You had New Day come out. Uh, Big E was there. Uh, but yeah. Ziggler, Ziggler cuts him off and said that Kofi Kingston betrayed him, betrayed the fans. Said that the only reason why Kofi Kingston is still champion is because Xavier Woods cost him the match. Then they moved on to stomping grounds. Dolph Ziggler and, uh, said that Kofi can't beat him without New Day. That's why their match at Stomping Grounds is going to be a steel cage match. Ooh. Which, do you think it's interesting that we just saw a steel cage match at Money in the Bank and now we're seeing one at Stomping Ground the, the no. month after? No. Nah. It makes sense. It definitely it, makes sense, but do you think it's, I don't know, do you think they maybe didn't like plan it out well? No. Hmm. I think it's, another, it's maybe it's a cheaper way of not doing a Hell in a Cell, but doing a, you know, doing a steel cage instead. Yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah, it definitely works. It just it's weird that they do two back to back pay per views with. Well, I mean, if you count Saudi Arabia as the pay per view, but mm-hmm. it's not. But uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out to stick up for Dolph Ziggler. Sami Zayn spoke about Monday Night Raw and the, how the referee. Uh, how, how like, if anyone else was the referee during Monday Night Raw, they would have been fined and suspended. Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston would have. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they had that. After that, we went backstage to Aleister Black, uh, who had another weird promo about challengers. He's waiting for somebody to open his door and challenge him. He had somebody open the door for him. So there's somebody there that we don't know that we'll probably never know who it is because it's yeah, just, it could, could have just been part of the promo that did he. It's May Young's hand. Yeah. <laughs> the Adams family has a, a cartoon coming out soon or whatever. It looks pretty good. Movie. It does. Yeah. We saw a preview for it at, uh, during Secret Life of Pets too. Yeah. So eighty six dollars on food. I, that's just like, yeah. dude, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I, I know I could have got I could have got better food for a third of the price at TJ Fridays, but we've learned our lesson. Which, by the sneak, way, I don't sneak food into the movies. I don't know if they're going to be called TGI Fridays much longer. A well, bunch, I, of, a bunch I, of locations I, just say Fridays now. Yeah, oh. I think I made the switch over a while ago. Yeah. Like uh, Dunkin' Donuts is now it's just, just Dunkin'. Dunkin'. Yeah, but you still go in there for donuts. Oh, absolutely! You definitely don't go into Fridays to thank God because <laughs> it's Fridays. 
<laughs> anyway, next up, what do we got, Brandon? You had Alexa Bliss backstage earlier in the night with Nikki Cross, uh, which Alexa's feeding her all this information about negative comments that came out that people were saying after Monday Night Raw about Nikki and said that Bailey ended up liking one of them. Uh, Bliss showed Nikki that she has Bailey blocked because Bailey's a bully. And she told Nikki Cross that she got a match for her against Bailey and not to hold back. To which the next match was Bailey defeating Nikki Cross. Pretty standard match. I thought we were going to see, because Alexa Bliss said don't hold back, I thought we were going to see like a more like insane. Yeah, another side. Yeah. But, but I mean, just, like, you really it, saw Bailey, like, it was weird because Bailey stared down at Alexa Bliss when she rocked her with the elbow from the top rope. And, like, Alexa Bliss after looked like she was, like, like disappointed in me. Uh, Why, what are you going to say? Well, yeah, well, of course she's disappointed because she's got a match against Bailey and she wants her to be weakened. That's true. I, I am actually, I'm going to point out that on, when was this? Monday. I think on SmackDown. Monday on was Smackdown. her hometown. No, Sunday was, uh, Sunday. Tuesday was her hometown. Oh, no, on Monday. No, Monday was her hometown. Jeez. Yeah, on, on Monday, just going to say how I brought up last week on the podcast about Nikki Cross and, Lacey, uh, and um, Alexa Bliss reminding me of the Rock, and, the Rock and Mankind with the Rock and Sock when that formed, the two polar opposites coming together. And it just so ends up that right before the Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss uh, segment on Raw. Oh, they had the Rock showed, and Sock promo. Yeah, they showed the Rock and Sock <laughs> promo, and then it led into that. But they so also just, aired a Freddie Blassie promo, so I no, don't know no, about but, that. But but on Monday Night Raw, I'm just going to toss that out there. Yeah, that's <laughs> Somebody's funny. listening to me. <laughs> I, you didn't say that publicly anywhere. You just said that privately to me. No, I said it on the podcast last week. Did you? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I thought it was yeah. just a private conversation we had. I real I still don't think it doesn't remind me at all like Rocket Sock, but I totally see it. You have two polar opposites that you would never, that are just two different po- uh, personalities coming together as a tag team. I and... no, but it, but see that was that's the, it wasn't it wasn't about the Rock manipulating mankind. This is this is a hundred percent Alexa Bliss manipulating Nikki Cross. Yes, I, I agree. There is a different stipulation because there's that there's that manipulation factor. The manipulation stipulation. Ah, oh, ooh, I like it. I love it. I like I it. I want some more of it. All right, moving on. Apollo Cruz was uh, being interviewed, and he challenged Andrade to a match. Zelina Vega cuts him off, and uh, said that she would not provoke Andrade if if she was him. That's gonna be a fun match to watch when it happens. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, and then the main event, we saw New Day, all three members. New Day, New Day, taking on Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Big E coming back from his injury. Pretty yeah, he's uh, gonna be out till twenty twenty one, right? Strong. Well, that's what Big E said. You can't knock somebody for for saying there's no way Biggie's not going to be out until 2021. I don't know, man. He's he's a pretty good Twitter recently. So, <laughs> I, honestly, though, I can't help but uh, think Biggie's going to turn at the pay per view, and I really I, hope I, that doesn't happen. I'm going to cry. I really am going to cry. I hope not. I've been waiting for it since WrestleMania. 
Like he Chris, cut, how are you dude, going to say? Yeah. All right, Chris, Biggie just turned on all of them. Quick, explain it to Jordan what just happened. I can't because it's going to be like his a pet died. More, what's it, more difficult, telling Jordan about Santa Claus or explaining about Big E breaking up with New Day? Dude, if Santa Claus is real, so you know there's nothing to worry about. That. Chris, Chris, if by chance Big E turns on Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods at Stomping Grounds, and Jordan happens to see it, just group that in with Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, just, get, <laughs> just get I, both dude, things I don't know if we're to be able to watch wrestling for a little. I might have to take like a battle before from the show if that happens. Yeah, like how? Like I'm really curious how you're going to explain that to Jordan. That's going to be really actually like that's going to be really tough. I'm telling you, I'm just not going to watch wrestling for a while. I've been waiting for this to happen since WrestleMania, and it's like it's, maybe that's like deterring me from watching because I'm just waiting for it to happen. Be like, I mean, we thought nothing, it was- ends, nothing ends happy. We like, thought it was going to happen. It's happy in life, and it's not going to end happy in wrestling. Like, New Day's not going to be around forever, and I'm going to be so crushed. We thought it was going to happen when Kofi won the title that yeah. they were going to potentially turn. But, I mean. Maybe uh, maybe New Day will be part of Kids Day at, uh, at MetLife Stadium with the Jets. Huh. I'd just never break up New Day. Never, ever. 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 They really shouldn't. No, well, they'll go back. They'll get back together. So yeah, but they don't want that. You you want like you had that with the shield. They broke up and they got back together. And they broke up. I again. know. Which, by I the mean, way, you singing Taylor Swift just now reminded me that when New Day, I, I, <laughs> when New Day was was starting their promo earlier in the night, Xavier Woods kicked off the promo by quoting a Mulan song. He's like, let's get down to business. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I thought that was funny. But uh, moving away from WWE sports entertainment. Far, far away. There was, the land of the rising sun. There was an event in uh, Japan, Osaka. You had Dominion. And you had Dominion? Yeah. You had Dominion. Kicking off the show real hot, John Moxley defeating uh, Shota Omino. Omino, I'm Which, sorry. Is that now going to be like that? That's. Well, I was if he doesn't accept your apology. Is is that the guy that Moxley's carrying around? I don't know the 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 young lion or whatever. It was it was yeah it was a young lion. Yeah. I think that's who he's like dragging him around now as like one of his like buddies or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, because afterwards, John Moxley challenged uh, New Japan to put him into the G1. Which will be sick. Yeah, yeah. it's good. I watched, that, I watched that match yesterday, actually, and I was very you know, impressed with, like, the charisma. And, oh, I don't know, John, it, it just seems like he's, as this new lease on professional wrestling, John Moxley. Were you but here? that's cool. That's how it should be. Yeah. Were you here to discuss the fact that Juice Robinson no longer has dreadlocks no but and that john moxley is now the champion no we didn't i wasn't here to speak about that Mm. yeah uh you got my response to me seeing choose robinson without uh dreads what was it i can't say it on the show because i think it was it's in our group chat no oh i don't remember i i just went on for 
a bunch of minutes about what happened to his hair. I don't yeah. even want to go that far, Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I like, but that's what they like. Jericho came in, they gave him the United States gimmick. Um, who else came in and they gave the title to? I forget. Anyway, um, yeah. I guess the next championship change was the never open weight championship. Uh, Ishii defeated Taichi. Yeah. To become the ty- the champion there. And if I'm not mistaken, um, no, which you usually are not. Yeah, no, I would have been completely mistaken because Taichi just won it in May. Yes, because he, he Cause did. Jeff he because Cobb... Jeff Cobb was the champion. No, yeah. I don't know. Anyway... Yeah, because Jeff Cobb won it at G1. Yeah, back in April, and then so this is kind of like an intercontinental thing where, yeah, it's been mm-hmm. keep, keep changing hands, but. Yeah. Uh, and the the next championship title change saw the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Will Osprey defeated Dragon Lee. So that's interesting. Why is that interesting? Because Will Osprey having a title? Yeah, he's had several titles. He's I mean again though. They, I mean he's had this he title before. Go to all in wrestling. I think people were hoping that would happen. I don't know. You never know. But yeah, you Dragon... You don't know what the status of his contract is with New Japan. He's right, like yeah. one of those... Dragon. But Dragon Lee is also one of a those people... Guy. Oh, no, I was going to say he's one of those people that won the title at G1. They're trying to erase the mistakes of G1. They, they, <laughs> they really are, because the next matchup... The next title changed the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Naito defeated Ibushi. Like. And Ibushi won the title <laughs> at G1 Supercard. Back in April. Crazy. At Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But the Grills of Destiny, who won the titles at G1 Supercard. That's no, a they- very good point. They... No, they won the Ring of Honor tag team title. Sorry, right, they had okay, that. Yeah. Oh. But they defeated Los Angeles de Japan. Ooh, Evil... you didn't even have to think about that one. I know, I got it now, right? Yeah. Right? Evil and Sonata, then calling out the Usos, then calling out the Revival. And everyone's like, yep, we're here. And then they're like, yep, we're here too. <laughs> yeah, and then they, uh, the uh, main event for this, for uh, Dominion, was for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Okada successfully retaining the title over Chris Jericho, which was uh, really funny because Jericho has like that little, like the clown face paint, whatever. Bray Wyatt had the same sort of face paint in this week's Funhouse, uh, Firefly Funhouse. It was just red instead of black. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Maybe there's a connection. <gasps> Ooh. Bray oh, Wyatt man. is AEW. That's, what, <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's beyond the doors, AEW. <laughs> Yeah, I hope it is. Which uh, just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? Like they have like a special guest, or whatever. It's like Carl uh, uh, Anderson and Gallows, and they walk through the door, and they literally, it's like, oh, we wish the best of luck in their future endeavors. Oh my god! But they they're they're, uh, they're actually teaming up. the The Bullet Club is getting a new member, perhaps. Nick. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, when later this month, when they tour Japan, WWE, uh, 
Carl Anderson's teaming up with big old Luke Gallows, teaming up with AJ Styles, teaming up with Triple H. Triple H, yeah. Hey man, I'm, I think I think that's great. Time to join the club. Yeah, but that's perfect. Down, down. Time you, to join that's, the club. That's what you can call the event and broadcast it on the WWE Network. Because I want to see that match. I, I don't think we would have definitely, I think. Well, hmm. Mm. I was going to say we would have definitely heard about it by now if if that was going to happen. But Would we? But maybe not. Well, because it's Still just, time? It's, it's literally later this month. But I mean, we may not have heard it. You have the women's tag team titles defended against uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Also on that. But yeah, so June 23rd is when Stomping Grounds is. And then that, that like next weekend or whatever is that. So that'd be really cool if that happens because Beasts in the East was really cool. Yeah, I like that event. That was the one where Balor uh, defeated Kevin Owens. Yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, I believe, Kofi versus Lesnar? Yeah. Yes, squash. Yeah, squash. Now look at Kofi, right? Yeah, right. Amen. All right, let's get on to a little all elite wrestling talk before uh, we get to all of our shtick at the end of the show. Uh, a couple of big signings for all elite wrestling this week, one being The Dark Order, better known to wrestling fans as Super Smash Brothers. So Eva Luno uh, and Stu Grayson will be making their way to AEW. Hopefully they'll be a big focal point of that tag. Awesome, awesome tag team division. I, Sean, I think they have to after the last event. Oh, absolutely. Sean Spears is all, all lead as well. Um, he came out on a podcast this week and said that his 90-day no-compete ended the day before Double or Nothing. Oh, wow. Which is the reason why he was able to do it. And he said, if, he's like, WWE rushed me my papers. They were good to me, and that's why he could do that. So that's awesome. really cool. That that that's you see. I mean, after hearing that story with Dean Ambrose and stuff, and then hearing that WWE rushed Sean Spears his papers, that's that's cool. Yeah, maybe um, it's because Sean Spears been with them for so long. Yeah, he was like a, he had that good of like a good business relationship with them. Absolutely. Uh, the next event they're going to be having is June 29th. Uh, it's going to be called Fighter Fest. Uh, it's going to be broadcasted for free on Bleach Report Live. That's awesome. That's really cool, especially a new product. Trying to get a lot of fans out there. Also getting people to the Bleach Report Live. It's a good it's, cross. It's even more cool because we're getting to see Joey Janela versus John Moxley. For free. That's pretty cool. I, I, this whole like Jericho thing in regards to this is just <laughs> crazy. I love it. He's he, I, yeah, he's playing hey, it up perfectly. He wasn't he wasn't booked, Terry? Which is it's funny because like he's obviously like as if he was booked. It's like in protest of Ken, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks' foolish decision to give Fighter Fest live stream away to AEW fans for free. I'm pulling out of this event. I refuse to be associated with such shameless pandering. Then, um... His band. Yeah, Fozzie also tweeted that, saying, like, we've regrettably and after much careful and difficult consideration, we want to let you know that Fozzie won't be performing at Fighter Fest uh, due to the incompetence of stupid promoters. We're not confident that we would have what we need to give you fans quality <laughs> performance. And Corey Taylor of Slipknot yeah. also said... 
Uh, was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but I've decided to pull out of Fighter Fest because of unsafe conditions and lack of real consideration for the talent or the fans standing in solidarity with Jericho. And I hope that this will be a reminder that we must be strong, which all of this is absolutely hilarious because if you understand that the Fighter Fest is a knock at the Fire Fest... A bunch of these tweets are pretty similar, I believe, to artists that were supposed to perform there. <laughs> I think it would be yeah. hilarious if the Fighter Fest ends up happening and they literally focus on the the food there being like yeah, like they should all just give out bread. Yeah, bread and like a slice of craft singles. That'd be hilarious. I'm assuming that's, that. Funny. I'm assuming I, they're I, thinking of doing that due to these tweets. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Corey Taylor. I do. He's so awesome. Yeah, but so it's not him getting... It's not, him, yeah. it's not him getting worked into a shoot like Ric Flair almost was. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he's actually getting worked on this. I think he's... I mean, he knows the... I'll, I'll, I think that he knows a thing or two about the business. Yeah, Because no, he's, he's friends with... Jer- he's he's friends- in on this, yes. Oh, yeah, he's in on it. I mean... He's done Jericho's podcast many times. He punched out Baron Corbin at yeah, an NXT show. True. Yeah, yeah. Chris, did I you mean, hear? Come on, Slipknot just Slipknot is the music for NXT. Did you hear that thing with Ric Flair and Edge? No. Because have you seen the tweets back and forth with Edge, Beth Phoenix, saying, and I'm saying Becky no Lynch? No. So Becky Lynch has been like kind of in a Twitter feud with Edge over stuff and edge is like trashing her wrestlemania match and stuff and beth and becky's like trashing well, this, beth and edge and everything and it, this has been going this has been going on for a long time this is actually what broke i believe this is what broke the news about edge and becky uh and being an actual rollins and um, yes yeah sorry rollins and becky being an item because edge or beth made a comment towards that uh, about bringing um, oh, yeah, couples. bringing your significant so I, other this into is it. going on for a little bit of time. Yeah, so Ric Flair, I guess he's like brand new to social media now that he's paying attention to social media, is seeing these tweets and was saying how he actually got like legitimately pissed off reading these. Be like, is she kidding me? Is she, is this a joke? And like he texted Edge to ask like, is this like a work or something? Like what's like? How dare she say this or something? And he goes, "LOL, this is a work." <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know that he said that to them? Oh, he he spoke about it on Busted Open. Who did? Rick Flair? Flair spoke about it. Yeah, that's funny. At least he's like open about that. You know, getting worked. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. So that just went on a tangent from Fighter Fest to everything Rick Flair shooting. Need. But yeah, no, it's going to be cool because we're having that barbecue at the house that day. I'll just put the TV on in the Florida room, just put on Fighter Fest, and we can just hang and watch that. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Maybe some wiffle ball in there. Absolutely. Let's get more lights for the backyard. All right. Anything else we got to talk about? If you need lights, just go for the small like LED from, uh, I think Walmart has. I, I, I have a way to gimmick it up. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to say, hey, Dave, you got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Yep, it's time for shameless plugs. All right. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast about the Tony Awards, and I was a big fan of it. And I think that everybody should check out Hades Town. Um, I heard them on the news 
performing on the news, and I was really um, impressed with what I heard. And I think that the story of it is really cool, especially because I'm a fan of Greek mythology. So if you're a fan of Greek mythology, you like musicals, I would go check it out, or at least uh, listen to the album or anything like that. But Town, they just won eight Tony Awards. Check them out, Hadestown.com or on Twitter at Hadestown. I'm disappointed. I'm, to, I'm disappointed uh-huh. that the show that I saw last year, I think, the we're yeah. getting the band back together. Uh-huh. That wasn't like it was such like a short run and like I feel like it should have gotten way more fanfare than it did because it's honestly well, it, if it if it was it still going a, wait it getting the getting the band back together did yeah was that the gay one no oh oh, oh. getting the band back together was with um, Mary Lou oh, Henry something boys I forgot yeah but like was if it, it was if it was still go, going on Broadway it was like chances are I'd, I'd maybe go see it again. I don't know. I I like. I'm looking right now. You can enter a drawing for Hades Town, but I, and I checked it out. If you win, yeah, but you you're not, not. You're not obligated to buy them. Oh, but you're yeah. not like winning tickets. You're you do have to. Yeah, you're winning a reduced price. Right. I, 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 but I, you could just get like cheaper tickets, maybe sitting all the way up in the balcony. That is true. Hey, if if you want to go uh, one night to just see that and grab a bite to eat, I'm down. I don't know. Check it out. But, yeah, so Hades Town. And also, um, one of the winners, uh, Allie Stroker. Go follow her at Allie Stroker. Amazing voice. And she ended up winning the best featured actress in a musical, her musical, in uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I would actually sell on Broadway, too. I See, that's not a thing that I'd be into. But when they, when the cast of Oklahoma a few months ago did The Tonight Show... They uh-huh. killed it. They, yeah. they were really good. And honestly, the only reason why I would see Oklahoma, she's really good also, but the only reason why I would see Oklahoma <laughs> is because of Ready to Rumble. Because Ready when, to Rumble. Because when they were holding auditions for new wrestlers for to be oh. teaming with Jimmy King, <laughs> some dude came in there to audition for Oklahoma. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I... I don't know Oklahoma, which is, I guess, very, very surprising because it is one it is so well known. And where the I, wind I, blows east, is it? I'm not too sure, but they did a performance, and I was I was a big fan of it. And so, Ali Stroker, uh, for those that don't know, she is actually the first actress or actor uh, using a wheelchair to win a Tony. And her speech was awesome, saying that. For everybody that has a disability, you're represented. And it was just such a powerful moment. So go give her a follow. Go check out Oklahoma. Um, Also, Synergy Wrestling. July 20th, Synergy Wrestling presents the 2019 Garden State Invitational. Um, So far, you have Homicide, Anthony Green, Joe Gacy, and Warhorse. So many more are going to be confirmed in the upcoming weeks as we head into July 20th. Make sure you stay up to date with it by checking out SynergyWrestling.com and follow them on Twitter at SynergyWrestle. Hey, Brandon. Oh, no. Hi, Chris. Hey. Chris, Chris you got a uh, match, match of the week? week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. My match of the week this week is the match that I'm going to watch right after we finish this podcast uh, from this week's NXT. Really excited Ooh, about this. Hell, yeah. 
Rue Gulak versus Kushida in a submission match. That's awesome. When was the last time we saw a submission match? It looked really good. Yeah, it did. I was, so I'm I was really looking stuck. at all the gifts. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm actually going to... I Once I heard the commercial saying submission match of Kushida Gulak, I'm like, what? Okay, yeah. I'm, I want to watch this. Let's go. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, go check that out on the network. Brandon. Who are you shouting out? I'm Louie Anderson. Survey says Brandon Shoutouts. Netflix's show, Love, starring Paul Rust and Gillian Jacobs, is up first. Uh, I think it got a shout-out once before, back in the day when it first debuted on Netflix. But I finally watched the final season, and I, I wish there was more episodes of this. Uh, but the reason why it's getting a shout-out is because on one of the episodes they went to a wrestling event and Christopher Daniels was on there as like a referee. Brodus Clay was there. Um, Mondo Guerrero, Gail Kim, Victoria, they were all on it. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, I just really enjoyed this series. Wish there was more episodes. Um, so check it out if you have Netflix, you haven't uh, seen it, love uh, next shout outs going to the hundred, which I have to have given a shout out to before, but I just watched all of season five and half of season six over the last week, uh, which I, I think this, the show is still enjoyable. I wish I could have full seasons like all at once because I would have binged season six as well. Now you got commercials, you got to fast forward through and everything, which I hate commercials. They make no sense. I'm, I'm never going to buy something because of a commercial. But this isn't an anti-shout-out towards commercials. This is a shout-out towards The 100. It's a CW Network show. It's on Netflix all seasons uh, leading up to season six, which is brand new now. So check it out. Um, and then last shout-out is going to Hot Ones. Which I've definitely discussed on the show before. They've had pro wrestlers on, but it's basically famous people eating hot wings while being interviewed. Uh, this they just had on the Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon and Selena Gomez did it. But I'm watching, like I watch these people eating these hot wings, and it's like I have no idea how they do it. It just I... like I don't know how they handle the heat of these these hot wing sauces. Well, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the ozone. I just, there's Ooh. no, like, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, I'm watching, like, the Jonas Brothers. One just, like, went blank, like, mind blank, and just, like, stopped doing what he was doing. <laughs> but it's funny. They have, like, big celebrities. Halle Berry's on it this past week, I think, also. So it's on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Hot Ones over, uh, I think it's called First We Feast. So those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... That is right our mark out moment of the week. Y'all got some mark out moments? Yeah. I do. Dave, you first, because I have to remember. Ah, sweetness. Yeah, I actually remember my mark album of the week, so come on, give me some props for that one. Yeah, um, you're going to forget so, before you start talking about it. Yeah, right, wait. Um, hold on, Chris, go first. <laughs> I forgot it. No, I'm just joking. 
I'm just joking. Um, so I was working with a patient today, and of course, like, I work in a area that is a large Spanish population, and one of my patients I was working with, and they said the word tranquilo, and I totally marked out. Tranquilo. Like, tranquilo. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they said tranquilo. Tranquilo. Yeah. Tranquilo. It means quiet. Yeah. But I, I totally marked out, and I'm like, I was ready to do the uh, the little eye thing. Just oh. hop on the table. Uh, I thought. The, uh, I thought he was talking about the pose. No, I was I was gonna do that, and then I was gonna jump up onto like one of the the mats and do the little uh, Andrade pose. But I did not. I held back. But yeah, I still marked out. I didn't tell them that I was marking out, but I was. Why did he tell you that? He told you to quiet down. I forgot why. I forgot <laughs> why. Well, as I far forgot. as mark out moments go, for me, uh, I purchased both. Tony Nice figures today from oh, Ringside Collectibles, so I'm happy about that purchase. Um, also, Chad Gable being on 205 Live, I thought was cool, but he he won via countout, which was like kind of dumb. But uh, the main event last night was Sploosh. like hot fire. You had Tazawa. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I wouldn't figured hot fire be anything else but hot, dude. Well, I don't know. That's people. People <laughs> say hot fire. I don't know. White hot. I don't know. But uh, you had Tazawa and Drew Gulak both pinning each other in a fatal four way with Umberto Carrillo and Oni Larkin to, I guess, see who's going to face uh, Tony Nese next, probably. So maybe it's going to be a triple threat match. They like left it unanswered, but this match was so good. And the fans, I think, seemed like they were more into 205 Live than they were on SmackDown. They were more alive during this main event than mm. SmackDown, which was awesome. So if you haven't seen this match, check it out. It's on the WWE Network. They give it away for free sometimes. Um, also, I marked out kind of watching Alexa Bliss and Zack Ryder <laughs> argue who the bigger Disney poser is on Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, Alexa Bliss has a pretty good argument as to why Zack Ryder might be a poser. Because he, he, like, he, like, stopped watching Disney movies because he was, oh, I'm too cool. I'm too old to be watching yeah, the movies. Yeah, and he sticks to just the uh, cartoons. Which doesn't make sense because, like, there are, like, other, like, there are really good, since we were children, there are some really good Disney movies out there. Yeah. Also, it's like, does he not, when he says he just sticks to the cartoons, like, does he not watch, like, Pirates of the Caribbean? Or is that what he's, like, counting as, like, he's just talking about the animation? I think just animation. Yeah, so, but I thought it was really funny because, like, he might be, like, uh, like, spot on with the parks and everything. Mm -hmm. Not not a poser when it comes to that, but I don't know. Alexa Bliss is a good argument. I, and I totally agree with you. you. You didn't mention it yet, but you mentioned how, uh, to me and Chris, that Bliss and Ryder should do their own thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would, I would a hundred percent listen to that. If they, it was, I, if it was just them arguing about Disney, I thought that'd be hilarious. Yeah, there's two. There, yeah. There's two different types of Disney fans, as there's two different types of wrestling fans. So there you go. But see, he was like getting on her case because he's like, oh, I don't want to like go to a park and just pose in front of the castle for ten minutes with Mike Rome. Like, I don't want to go to a park just for a, a picture. I want to go for, like, the whole... like the Experience. Full, full, for, like, the full day or whatever. So it's like, I understand where both of them come from. 
but I don't know if you if you're in town for a park and you could get get there for you only have four hours or whatever. I mean, that's still pretty cool. I don't know if it's worth yeah. worth the money. If you're a famous person, or whatever, I'm sure it is, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that'd be pretty cool to listen to a podcast of them. But that's hey, my mark out moment. There. Any others? No, I thought yeah. I had one out. Sorry. Take us home. <laughs> to our podcast here, I'm, uh, I'm fading. Take, us, take okay. us home. All right. So thank you very much for listening to uh, Marking Out episode 437. Six. 36. I was close. All right. Cool. Uh, you can listen to this on all your podcasting applications, Google Play, Apple Podcasting, Stuff, Stitcher Radio, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, email us MarkingOut1 at gmail.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, and for me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161, and Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. We wish you the, the best, best luck in your future endeavor. Have a look on the chocolate cake. Fantastic. Oh, woo!